Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Adventures in Careerland. We're in season number five. We're in episode number seven of season five. episode number 57 in the history of adventures in Careerland. So, hey, quite a tribute to this little podcast and all the great people we've been interviewing over the past couple of years. My name is Adriano Magnifico. I'm the co, I am the host. My co-host said, you better call yourself the host. You're the, I'm the host of Adventures in Careerland. I'm the career lead at the Louis Riel Arts and Tech Center, but I'm currently in my kitchen celebrating Christmas. Dun, da, da, look at this. Dun, da, da, look at the little Christmas balls here. Spectacular. And um, the Lou Real Arts in Texas, I'm here because I had a knee replacement. And um, and I appreciate all my fine co-hosts and, and, and friends reaching out to me saying, how you doing? How's it going? I haven't heard much from the Careerland team. But, but for the rest of my uh, entourage, check it out. This is a painful thing, but I'm getting through it. And um, I should be back at the Arts and Tech Center. And out of this kitchen in this chair uh, down the road, but it's, uh, it's a long process uh, of uh, replacing a knee. This is a crazy thing. I should explain this to you one day. I've, you've heard of the $6 million man? I think I'm the $6,000 man now. I've got, I've got a bionic knee here. That takes a lot of time to get used to and to get bending again and turn it into a, a regular knee working piece. So that's where I am. And uh, I'm feeling better about it, making progress. So happy to be here. The Arts and Tech Center is the foundation of this whole podcast. We broadcast with the broadcast media program in the building. There are 13 programs in the building that include things like plumbing, that include things like automotive, include things like childcare, include new media design, include a variety of technical applied and apprenticeship programs in which students, especially high school students, that's the great advantage for a high school student, can choose to come into this space to get a little extra training, a little extra education, and develop some skills that they would not otherwise get. That's the beauty of this. So the broadcast media program is, I'll be biased, my favorite program. And um, this program uh, offers students the chance to, while they complete their high school education, to learn the intricacies of broadcast, broadcasting, media design, uh, and it builds their skills in ways you can't even imagine, like all the programs do. And I'm ably assisted on this podcast by two members of the broadcast media program, two students who are about to end their sojourn, because it's a sojourn is a beautiful stop in life where you go off and do something. They stopped their high school education and done this, still accumulating the credits. Don't get me wrong, still got to get those credits. And we are with CJ, identify they, them, who is co-host. CJ, how are you today? I'm doing okay. I took uh, my road test this morning and I failed it, so not the best. Dun -dun -dun. <laughs> Dun -dun -dun. It's okay to feel, fail your road test, CJ. Yeah. Right? It, it's, it, it's okay. But I, you must feel great about that, though. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I don't feel great at all about it because it was I know, I know. It, it was such a stupid reason as to why I failed because I didn't go into an intersection to turn left and and that requires a fail apparently. 
Well, hold hold that thought because I want to introduce our other co-host. We're going to come back to you. Our other co-host is a substitute. Andre Boisjoli is is busy off doing some personal stuff, and we uh, we we appreciate that he needs some time. We have Zachary Bowser who subbed in last podcast and did a super job. And Zach, we're super glad to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm doing absolutely incredible. Thank you. How are you? Incredible. Well, finally, someone from a career land asked how I was. Thank you. Thank you. CJ, I want you to ask me that every once in a while, okay? Just well, every usually, once in a while. Usually just, Andre, out the, usually, just out of the blue. Just, you usually, know, Andre's here to ask you that, so then I don't have to. I'm just used to that. <laughs> right on. No, that's good. I love I love your, your exuberance. You're, you feel incredible today. What, what has brought on this incredible feeling of incredible? Um. Okay. Well, yesterday I I played my um, volleyball semifinals and uh, we wound up we wound up losing. So uh, my now you're at college volleyball, right? You're still yes. doing the college volleyball, so you're still playing there. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's uh, it's it's great that I'm able to do that as well. Um, but uh, we played our last game, and of course, me being uh, a senior in high school, it's it's my last game for uh, for the team in general. So it, it was it was sad, but uh, today it's been a, a real. Uh, accumulation of, of all my feelings and it's just like I got the chance to not only play but captain this team and then really rally around something that everyone wants to rally around and it's 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 a great feeling so did you win or lose oh we lost we lost of course you lost I like that so you you and CJ are coming to the podcast today as a couple losers today <laughs> Wow, what a way! Is, that, what a, what is a... that what happened? Is that what happened? Anyway, I, I mean that with great affection because it is through the loss. I like the way you're explaining it, Zach. It's through the loss that you, you, you create all sometimes even deeper senses of camaraderie with your teams and these extra senses of elucidation about what's important. How do we come to things? So, CJ, I want to come back to you on this. You failed your driver's test, and and, and I, I submit to you that's a big rite of passage. It is as a high school kid. I remember it's such a pressure-filled thing to get your driver's test. And I, I remember doing mine back at, way back in the 30s when um, we did it at the in a place in Tuxedo. And I I remember my driver's test. I, I was mentioning it to you. I failed that test coming out of the parking lot. I rolled the stop sign. I went up a curb. I didn't know where to turn. She told me to turn or he told me to turn left. I passed the turn he wanted me to do because I wasn't paying attention. And I was chatting with him too much. I, I failed that test in the first minutes. And it used to be a, a point system. <clears throat> and I uh, I didn't even know what I got. And I got it in the second time, but I got 46 out of 50, which meant I barely got it. So, CJ, I know you feel bad. It's a rite of passage. We want to drive. Um, tell us about why you failed the driver's test and what you learned from it. Well, um, I did pretty much everything like right other than going into the intersection and well, not going into the intersection. I stopped on a crosswalk, um, which which I can get. That is a mistake, but I don't see it being a fail. But they also said that if you stop behind a crosswalk or a stop line and then the light turns amber and you go to make your left turn, that's technically illegal for some reason, which I was never told when I was uh, doing my driving and like testing my driving out and whatever. So I'm a little angry about that because I was never told I wasn't supposed to do that. But yeah. Well, that hurts. 
And Zach, do you have your driver's test or do you have a driver's license? I, I do not. Uh, over the past years, I just have not had time uh, when it comes to volleyball, hockey, personal life, um, other sports, this new school going out filming with LRSD TV. I just have zero time. Um, but well, I, it, I, it used to be a big deal in my day, honestly, to get that because I, I bought a car after I got my driver's license. And it's a car you may have never heard of, but it was called a Gremlin. Oh, a gremlin, a gremlin. It was a, a blue gremlin. And I put a big, it's a dinky, a gremlin looks like a, a sawed off hockey stick. And, and it, it was, uh, I remember my dad took me and he saw it. It was a brand new car and it was a really great deal. So I bought the car and I put in, it was the dinkiest little car, but I put in the biggest sound system I could because that's what we did back in the day. We didn't have iPhones. We just wanted our cars were the places where we rocked down the highway. And when we went to Grand Beach and stuff, we'd open up the back of the car and people would, we'd be, we'd have this music. Did you have a convertible? No, it's just, but we'd open up the hatch at the back. It was a big hatch. Ah, okay. And, and then, and it was a different time, a different era. Now, nobody would put a big sound like do people care about putting sound systems in their cars i don't think so anymore that uh, was a big deal for us they big still deal. they still like modify their vehicles and everything so i could i could see people doing that still well they just plug their iphone in it too yeah right and and they do it and and the speakers are usually pretty good in cars now where they never were anyway we'll get to things hey a couple of rites of passage i know you're going to get it cj and uh i know one day you're going to get it it's a bit of a rite of passage you get your driver's license it uh it gives you this extra little sense of, I am a person, because you get a driver's license. You actually get a car that says, I'm a driver's license, and everybody wants your driver's license for everything, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have a picture ID, and you have your driver's license? So I wish you luck in your journey. Keep me posted. And uh, when you get that driver's license, CJ and Zach, there's a Tim Hortons coffee in it for you. <laughs> I actually got coffee on the way back. As I know. I saw you. <laughs> I, I saw your cup. Hold it up. Where is it? Hey, we have a great guest today. I think we got a boffo show today, just boffo, about uh, a young person. We brought on a young person today who is, uh, again, another Gen Z student. Most of our students are Gen Zers, not all, but many are, who really embodies uh, that entrepreneurial verve and that artisanal verve and that uh, hardworking verve. This is a person who I met at Nelson McIntyre Collegiate last year uh, when I worked as an advisor on their, uh, their junior achievement program. And so I'd like to introduce you to Marina Caracas Lafort. Marina, how are you? I'm good. Oh, good. Uh, that's awesome. Marina, we met last year. There you are. We met last year uh, when you were uh, working on the junior achievement program. And you're yeah. Nelson Mack kid. You're from Brazil. Tell us about, I'm always interested in, you came to Canada, you told me yesterday, in 2016 from Brazil, correct? Yes. Okay. Tell us about that journey and why you made that journey as a family to well, Win Winnipeg of all places too. Wow. Yeah. So, well, Brazil is like kind of got started. Well, it's already dangerous, but then it's like, it's just been evolving into more dangerous and like the politics there is just like... Um, very uh they're very corrupt and my family just thought it wasn't safe um anymore for me and my brother to be there and they wanted us to grow up somewhere that we could go outside without having like being just 
looking around to see if there's people in here or like being in the car and not being able to use our phones or anything like that. Just that sense of security just when you're on the road, like, oh, sorry, uh, on the street. So they, they're like, yeah, it's time to move. So, yeah. See, that's amazing. So uh, didn't they just have a big election? Yes. Okay, and didn't the left wing person win the election? Will that make a difference? Um, well, he just came out of jail and now he's the president <laughs> of Brazil. So, and okay. so not the a convict's good look. running the place. Yes. I like that. I like that. That's very good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so when you when you choose a place, we, we we have to come to a better place. Why do you choose Winnipeg? I love that. Well, my parents, like, I think they studied for like two years on where to go and how to get there. And Canada was like one of the, it's not easy, but it was like one of the easiest countries to immigrate to. And since like, and then they studied like uh, cost of living and everything. And Winnipeg came down to, to the best place. So that's where, why we moved here. Okay. So were you shocked coming from Brazil tropics to Winnipeg winter? Yeah, the winter was like a, a big thing where I had only seen snow once when I went to Chile with my family because my dad's from there. Oh, sorry. My dad's parents are from there. So, and we saw like very little snow. And then when I came here, it was already snowing because it was the start of December and it was a lot of snow, but I was like very excited as a little kid. So, but it was a big shock, like the temperature from like positive 30 to like negative 30. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's got to hurt, eh? That's got. How do you feel about it now? Have you just kind of adapted to it and no big deal? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you joined when you came to Nelson Mac. Were you speaking English? Yes. Or, or just Portuguese? How good was your English? Or did you feel like that was? Oh my gosh, this is going to be tough. Since I moved to Nelson on grade eleven, it was already better. But I came here on grade seven, so until like grade nine, my English was still not good. Did you find that uh, challenging in the school system when you had to uh, learn subjects that were all in English and you like barely knew the language? Oh yeah, but uh, before going to Nelson, I was in Grand Park High School and they had a program called EAL, which is English Additional Language. So they had a bit more support because like my class was fully of non-English speakers. Everyone was immigrants, uh, were immigrants, and then so. We, we did all the classes that the normal students did, but we had a bit more support. If we weren't sure, we would, we would be allowed to use Google Translate and mm. things such like that. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. So that was a bit of a hurdle, right? You got to overcome that. So uh, that was amazing because I met with you. Your English is, uh, your English is impeccable. Thank and, you. Uh, and, and you've learned very well. Now, you come from a school system in Brazil that's probably very different so you, than the one in Canada or even in Winnipeg. Can you give us a little sense of what you think some of the differences are in that school system? Or do you have enough, do you have enough knowledge to do that? I think so. Since I left there, um, I finished grade six. Well, the things we learned there when I got here, I was like very much ahead because grade six things there are kind of like grade nine things here. So they're very, and they're very tough on you. Like um, you have like a test almost at least every week kind of thing and you you don't get the choice of actually picking what you do though which like here you get like uh oh i want to do woodworking metalworks um like he, here at atc you guys get to do a lot of stuff there you you're literally you have when i left in grade six i had 
12 courses that I had to take every year. And it's like, you can't choose what you want to do. You can't choose if you want to do chemistry, biology, or physics, or three of them. You do all of them. It's like every single thing you got to do. And yeah. Would you say you found it uh, easier when you came here then? Because oh, yeah. uh, like you were probably ahead of everyone else? Yes. It was a lot easier. See, that's an odd thing. I, I, I find that with a lot of uh, programs with kids who come from different uh, far, far locales. Um, there's something more demanding, but you, you made an interest more demanding about the curriculum and the content that you had to learn. But you said there was a lot more choice. Um, did that balance it out a bit? Did you enjoy having more of the choice versus the hard nosed learn, learn, learn the content? Sorry. You know what I'm asking? No, I, I was asking, did you do you appreciate the choice versus having oh, just yes. to learn, learn, learn the content? 100%. Okay. Did, and did that did that allow you to choose some things back at even at Nelson Mac that you wouldn't would not have otherwise chosen in Brazil? Yes. What kind of courses did you choose? Um like in before grade 11 I used to do uh woodworking, metalworking, um and then here I chose and Nelson, I did um, mat no, sorry, I did chemistry and physics for to go to university, and um, I think I did graphics too, graphics design, and I think those are the main ones. And oh, electronics that I took, yeah. That's awesome, and I saw that in you because when you joined the Junior Achievement Program, and the Junior Achievement Program is that entrepreneurship program. They run something called the Company Program. And any high school student can participate in the Junior Achievement Program. It's an international entrepreneurship program in which you actually start a company. Um, so when we did that at Nelson Mack last year, and I, I've done it for 20 years or so, and I, I'm, I'm always marvel at students who join, who join the Junior Achievement Program and just begin to blossom. And I, I kind of saw that in you because when you join Junior Achievement, there's a president, a vice president of marketing, there's a president of production, and you were, or sorry, a vice president of production, and you were a vice president of production, yes. which meant you were in the workshop organizing how to build the product. And talk about the product that you guys decided to build, and you're running a business. The beauty of Junior Achievement's company program is you're running a business, you're trying to sell it, and you're trying to figure out how to market it to people in this giant provincial competition. So the people that sell the most units and generate the most revenue usually win the competition and write a great business plan, usually win the competition. Talk about the product and the whole joining junior achievement, what that meant to you and the kind of product and the kind of learning you did in that program, if you if you don't mind. Well, so our product was a propagation vase, which was like uh, those tubes from chemistry that you normally use. We We made a little vase that would fit it in and then you could grow plants just like water-based plants. And yeah, that was the product. And I, I learned a lot during that process because normally when I do my building, like I either do it just by myself or with my parents and not with many people around. So I get to just uh, rule myself and having to be able to just have so many people on your team and so many different levels of abilities it's really hard to start and like get started with that just so that people know where they're supposed to be and know what to do well this is the fun i have i get to watch people like you who are in charge for the first time just what you said 
I've got a whole team of people in front of me, different skills, different attitudes, different abilities, different competencies. How did you feel about being in charge and what did you learn? It was really tough, but I, I think I really learned to be more organized, uh, be more firm with people, because I used to just like, oh, okay, you're not going to do that, then I'll find someone else. But then I was like, we got to get this done, so now I have to like, you are going to have to do this. So That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're not hanging out in the mall, right, at yeah. McDonald's having a drink together. You have to get this product, because you were making a wooden uh, base for them, weren't you, for the yeah. most part, for the, for, for the test tubes, for the propagation yeah. pieces, right? Yeah, it was made out of wood. So you're working in charge there. How do you, what do you learn moving forward from that, from that experience of, of junior achievement? I think really a lot of uh, responsibility and lot, lots of leadership skills. Just take that, yeah, to take that on with my life. What do you think and was the hardest part of doing that? Was it just stepping up to the role and uh, having to take leadership? Or was there something that was kind of more behind the scenes that was more challenging? Well, yeah, as you said, the, the taking leadership was hard. So I had to like get people to start working, which was <laughs> very challenging <laughs> for some people. <laughs> and Well, it's hard. How do you tell your classmates sitting beside you in chemistry class, hey, you got to work harder. You got to pick up the slack, buddy. How, yeah. how do you do that? Uh, I think I was like, at a certain point when they really wouldn't do anything, I would just come find them like somewhere and be like, look, this is what we got to do. If you're not going to be doing this, I'm going to have to talk to like one of the, either the president or someone, and you're going to have to be kicked out because because you really, <laughs> you really have to start doing this. And you, you signed up to put your time into it and Every single time, you're just not doing so. I was so, just, I so, talk so you to became kind of Elon Musk there. You're downsizing. Yeah, you were thinking I might have to downsize Twitter here. I might have to downsize the uh, the company. What was the company called? It was called Sprout. Sprout, right? yes. Yeah, that was that was a great name. It was a great company, and uh, you sound harsher than you were. You were. I, I thought you were pretty gentle and kind to everyone, and I thought it was one of your great characteristics. But you get that right. How do I figure out? We have to move this project yeah we're going we're going to a trade show we need product we have to get this done this is not so when we met and the beauty of junior achievement is students meet in the evening it's not during school time but yeah. you had to find times during the school day discretionary time to set up these spaces for people to work like you were the production supervisor yeah i, I and i honestly i thought you were one of the best production supervisors in my time Thank working you. with ja um in terms of the way you set up the spaces, in terms of the way you monitored and uh, uh, the the organization, and it's a bit of an assembly line when you get it going and setting all those pieces up. I I, I thought you did an admirable job. Thank you. So so good stuff on that. Now you're working through that as as your big extracurricular. Did you do other extracurriculars at school? Yes. Or any other clubs or anything you worked on? I was part of the United Way Youth Chapter. And there we, we created a asset map, which had multiple locations of the, sorry, of the same Bonfest area. And it was a bunch of assets so that people who are less fortunate would know where to go instead of just calling like 911. Yeah, that was an amazing map. I've got one here in the house somewhere. I don't, they're not close to my uh, jingle balls, but um, uh, that, that was an amazing map. Now you worked with the United Way. Why did you get involved in that project? How did that 
what 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 was it about working with the United Way that said, hey, I want to do this project? Well, so being part of the Imagine program, as I was um, talking about my uh, career canvas, Mr. Sabrin said, oh, I have this project that I think you might be interested in. And he showed it to me and was like, I know you love helping people and this we're trying to help people in United Way with like fund money for it. So he brought me into the project and I, I went into it and I just, like since I was little, I've, I, my parents, mostly my mom always brings a, she, she was like part of a group that helped people around Brazil. So she's always brought me since I was like a very little baby to go and help uh, the less fortunate. So just being part of doing that here in Canada too, I was like, oh, that's awesome. So you said to, you had to fund money for that. How did you do that? So like uh, the United Way has a, a grants that you can apply for. So you write like a, a, they give you a piece of paper to write about the things that you want to you want to do with their money and stuff. So then uh, you go there, present it, and then they say how much money you can get from, for the grant and if you, they approve of you. Wow, and so interesting. So it's, it's, it's a whole process. Yes. So it's not just like starting like a GoFundMe or whatever. <laughs> no. it's, it's, a, it's a whole process with this relatively big organization. How interesting. Yes. It, it's super neat. In fact, Zach, College Bellevue, where you are, you could have applied for one of these grants. It's um, these are projects that I I hold dear because um, they 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 bring students out of their comfort zones and allow them to test engage possibilities for themselves. And that's what it should be all about. Zach, you were you were talking about hey your some of your sports activities and some of the it uh, some of this uh, your your volleyball experience are that really connected to you. Those are important experience in high school. In fact, I would submit to all of you around this table and anyone listening that probably the most important experiences in high school are the ones that aren't credits, are the ones that you choose, such as a volleyball team, such as the United Way, such as junior achievement, because they allow you to exercise uh, talents and skills that don't necessarily materialize in a chemistry or physics or English course. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and... I agree on that a ton because uh, a lot of people make like their best memories uh, in extracurriculars, whether it's something as small as yearbook or if it's something like sports. Sports, I know a lot of people get uh, social skills and everything in them because you got to work as a team most of the time. Right. I was going to mention there, like it's 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 working on things that say in a math class. In a math class, you don't work on leadership. That's not mm, something that mm. comes in a math class. Whereas with sports or with, you know, everything that you did, um, it, that has to come into factor somewhere, and it just happens. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. And you know what? It's it, it, it's the important place to do it in high school. Is there a better place to test yourself than in high school? And uh, when. Mar Mar Marina mentioned the Imagine program. It was a program I started way back at Nelson Mack a, a little while ago, and Mr. Sabarin um, runs it now. He does a great job. Yeah, that's the, the whole program is about let's go find some dots. We talk about always collecting dots. Let's go collect some dots that will put students in frying pans so that they can feel some of the heat, feel some of the energy, feel some of the uh, kind of the angst and feel some of the great sense of who am I 
can we find activities like that in school? Are there enough in school? They're all over the place. And, and for me, enough students don't do them. They just complete the academic programs, which suck up most of their life. And don't get me wrong, which are very important. You need to read and write and think, think with a critical eye. And that's what a lot of our academic programs help you do. So they're, they're hugely important to anything you do. So a Marina, I'm interested in some other pieces here too, just about um, you're in high school and you apply for a Schulich Award. Now, I don't know if, if my worthy co-hosts know what a Schulich Award is, but I've helped students get a lot of Schulich Awards, uh, maybe 10 between Loran scholarships and Schulich Awards and TD scholarships. They, they could be anywhere from 70,000 to 100,000. And Marina, you earned a $100,000 Schulich Award. Is that correct? Yes. That's pretty cool. Well, you get to choose the university. You chose the U of M. Now, tell us about what a Schulich Award, if you're going to earn 100K, and the Schulich is generally about STEM stuff, right? Is that yeah. right? Yes. Just, I'm just double checking. It's about STEM, and that's science, technology, engineering, math, types of students who are excelling. But it's not just about the academic component the Schulich Award. What kinds of questions were they asking you when you applied for the Schulich Award and that, and for which you had to have some great experiences? So they, yeah, they really don't, I don't think they really asked about uh, academics, but if they did, it was a very small part. And But the most part is like, um, how, who you're gonna be and what are you, ma you imagine yourself in 10 years and what are the three uh, activities that you most uh, show leadership skills in and write a, an essay about how you you're you're gonna like hire so like about yourself but like including those leadership skills and why you should win the Schulich kind of thing and it's yeah it's a lot about the leadership skills the activities you've done outside of school and and things like that I, I often thought, if, was there a piece that said, what difference do you want to make in this world? Was that a part of the essay? I think so, yes. Yeah, what difference do you want to make? And that's a hard question to ask a young person. So when someone who's 17 or 18 years old has to embrace that, the only way they can do it is to get involved in experiences like the United Way, get involved in experiences like Junior Achievement that take you outside of your comfort zone and allow you to test yourself. And not everything sticks to you, right? Some things you gravitate towards, some things you didn't. If there were some parts of uh, some of the experiences you've had, Marina, that you thought of the experiences you've had that were really important, that really stick to you, can you identify what those are? And can you also think about what stuff don't you did, didn't you like about some of the experiences? Well, in the essays, I mostly wrote about um, the Junior Achievement, United Way, uh, North Star Program, and a lot about like how I'm, I'm very curious and that leads me to, to the person I am today and, and being always willing to help and wanting to help so many people, which is how I got involved in those programs in the first place. And, hey, talk, yep. hey, can you talk about the North Star program? Because we haven't talked about that. That's another amazing project that, in which you participated. Talk about what the North Star program is. Well, the North Star program I was brought to by Mr. Spicer, my physics teacher, and, and math too. And he, so he's part of this program, which I think there's some high schools here that are part of, which um, they're like, they 
do research in Churchill on polar bears. So uh, every year, I think they went earlier this month, they go to Churchill and and go there and take photographs of polar bears. And then they have like, they take data of their um, the mass and how every year they're either getting skinnier or, or fatter so that then they can um, this like they can help uh, they have a university teacher with them so that they send these data so they, I think it's a 25 year I might I might be wrong but it, it's like around a 25 year program and they get funds from the government of Canada to do that so they go to church to take photos and bring all this data back and it's a bunch of high school students doing that project that sounds like so much fun. I would love to go to Churchill and see polar bears and then take pictures of them for a project. So that just sounds like a great like yeah. place to go. Like polar bears, like uh, of course, like we know like the dangers of polar bears. Like they're very dangerous yeah. creatures, but they look so cuddly. Like you, you just... would you hug one if you got the chance? <laughs> if I had the if I had the chance and knew I would not perish a hundred percent, a one hundred percent. That's so cool though. Yeah. Do you think do you, do you think you could outrun a polar bear? Ooh, could Ma I outrun a polar Marina, bear? Marina, Marina, could a Ooh. human being outrun a polar bear? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were down there looking at you were down there, right? Studying the polar oh, bears. I like, couldn't go because they canceled the last year because of COVID. So because I, of COVID. Yeah. But, I, but you were writing the report, right? I was mostly doing the website and organizing okay. the data from prior years. Okay, what did you learn about polar bears? Um, that that, that have changed you a bit and made you think about something. Because I, I, my suspicion is you're an environmental person. Am I correct? Uh, partially, yes. Okay, so how did this polar bear project influence your sense of the importance of thinking about the environment? Well, as the studies have been coming in, like that the students have been doing, you can see that actually every year they're getting skinnier and so and they're also sometimes coming i'm not sure if it's earlier or later into churchill and the as like the glaciers are, are are breaking down so they have less less ice to stand on and they can actually drown sometimes it's it's funny that you think like polar bears don't drown but because they can't find ice to go on top of they actually drown so where do they wow, go wow. you were saying they come earlier and later to churchill where do they go if they're not in churchill something I don't remember, oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just curious because I thought uh, where the polar bears live, that's just like where they stay for their entire lives, but <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Same here. I might be wrong too, but I'm pretty sure they, they move around and then like when the winter comes, they then they start moving into Churchill. Mm. But I might be wrong. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. That's another amazing project. So when, when the Shulik people, here's my point to anyone listening. If you're going for one of these big scholarships and you think it's just about your average, because Marina, you have a great academic average. I was aware of that. Um, so that's the way you begin. You begin with a great academic average. But now these scholarship adjudicators are interested in, so what do you do in your life? What do you do in your life that makes a difference? What do you do that's helping you think about what contribution you're gonna make I like I like their question in ten years. That's a pretty tough question. Was that a hard question for you? What where do you see yourself in ten years? Yeah, that was a tough one. Well, what where do you see yourself in ten years? I'm the shoe look guy. Where do you see yourself in ten years? <laughs> Asking that again, geez. <laughs> so Well, she's had some practice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in ten years I really wanna have my own um business, like a technology business. 
that will in some way uh, help people. So like if it's by making, um, what is it called? Like, I forgot the name, sorry. But it's like making things easier for people on the background. So just out, not out, fully automating because people still need jobs, but things that can be automated, I just make people's jobs easier and anything that, that really has to do so, with technology and so helping are you, people. Are you into robotics then? Is that what you want to do? Artificial intelligence and robotics? Well, I, I haven't had much um, experience with it, but I'm planning on university on taking a robotics course to that's really awesome, like uh, robots and everything. Um, saying how you want to make that in 10 years, hopefully, do you have any mentors that uh, kind of pushed you into this field or do, would you say it was kind of your own decision that you wanted to do this? I think uh, my like biggest mentors are probably my parents. My mom is always like the one who kind of teaches me and my brother to be like, uh, go on a path, be organized. And she's always, always have taught us to like go on and help people but and then my dad he's like also a technology guy so I've always been very inspired by him and he has always taught me to like not just um, ask for answers but find them yourself so he he's like oh you want to know this oh fine go ahead and find it and if if it's like not that don't like, always be curious to find it, but if you really can't find it in the end, of course, ask for help. But he's always taught us to always try and find it for ourselves first. That's a really good quote. Like, I gotta write that down because <laughs> that's, that's a great quote. If you, uh, if you want to find an answer, go find it yourself. Yeah. But obviously, if you can't, then ask for yeah. help. I like that. Well, but Mr. You know, Mr., uh, Mr. P in the broadcast media program often does that to you, doesn't he? I see that all the time. Yeah. When you come up with an answer and he goes, well, go figure it out. You know, when I run entrepreneurship uh, conferences and I've, I've run 20 in my life, students come up to me and say, can I do this? I, I, my, my answer is uh, when I start the conference, I always say to them, the answer to all your questions is yes. Well, we haven't asked any. As long as you can figure it out, go figure it out. I don't know the answers to the questions. So that's a great, it's awesome that you got that from your parents and as a foundation piece, Marina. That's um, that's awesome stuff. Now you have an entrepreneurial verve too. I've seen it in you. The Junior Achievement is an entrepreneurial program, but you also run. I was I really like your uh, your site, my tag for mypet.com. That's a, a site that your parents kind of created, or did they create it? Then you jumped on, or did you create it with them and in, in in concert with them? And is the family kind of have this entrepreneurial verb. Do you see that as a family? And is, do you want to be, you said you want to have your own business down the road, some kind of technology that helps. Talk about your 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 tag for my pet. And you must love pets, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So right now we actually have uh, two cats. We used to have a dog in Brazil, but sadly she died. But so uh, I think it was during the pandemic that it started. So my my mom was out of a job uh, so and moving to Canada already takes a lot of money so we um, she was thinking of like my cats and one of them almost got lost so and then she fought back to one of her cats when she was young and his, her cat she lost it and never found it again and she was like oh, if only oh. they had like an ID then maybe someone would have called me and stuff so my dad was like, "Why don't we just make that? <laughs> you're, you're, um, you're 
hunting for a job, why don't we just try and get you a side gig for now? And you start making it. So um, I was there helping her, trying to make those happen. And we created a site and started like just selling and selling and selling. And, and she she was like, she final job after that. But then she was like, I think I'm gonna have to quit this job and this is gonna be my full time thing. And then so. Um, like after school every single day I would like just help my mom with it and then my dad would like um, be like up to I think midnight and then I would be there with him just learning stuff just sitting beside him not saying a word just just literally looking at him searching like SEOs um, which are like the search engine to to pop up on Google and uh, all the things that Etsy because we started selling on Etsy so just really learning everything from him just by watching and and then so and then I was also like we got a laser engraver and then he taught me how, like he didn't teach me he was like you're gonna be the one who's gonna teach me how to use it so there I go on YouTube and learn all of that stuff and then like they wanted to make a, a website on Shopify so I, I was they were like getting quotes and it was like six thousand dollars or something and they were like yeah no and I was like oh I bet I can do that and they're like okay <laughs> so they they just trusted me and then uh, I actually went and I had no idea what CSS, HTML are, and just Shopify. So I started like uh, just searching it up, and I, I I built the whole website. And I actually this reading week, I just upgraded the whole thing. I don't think it's online yet, the new one, but it's gonna be a brand new look. And and they just I I do a bunch of the background stuff, and my mom does more of the the stuff. That so how many uh, platforms do you have it on? Because you were saying Shopify, Etsy, on Google. How many places is it? Yeah, so the Shopify one's the one that mostly everything actually appears on Google, but yes. Uh, so we have a Shopify one, and Etsy, I think we sell on Amazon too. Uh, um, there's some like dog apps that I don't know the name of, but mm -hmm. some mobile apps, they also sell our tags, yeah. So if I were to try and find this, uh, what would I search for on like Amazon or Etsy? Um, the easiest way, of course, is just the brand name, which is Tag for My Pet. but you can also search up like dog tags for dogs or um, the slide-ons, which are like one of, um, not bestsellers, but like very innovative things, which instead of just being the round ones where you, you put on the collar and they jingle, they just slide on into your collar. So mm -hmm. then they don't jingle and jiggle and get dragged around kind of thing. So those are one of our specialties too. It's so interesting how you've built this this whole brand. It's so so cool, and I hope we can get to it more uh, afterwards. But we're running out of time. All right. Should we get to our uh, Should we get to our quick cues? You think? Just before you get to the quick cues, I I I'm just curious about. Um, you had to learn the entire SEO, like search engine optimization pieces, to get this so that yours is the first one that comes up, and you did that. You learned all that stuff on your own. How did you learn all those pieces? So, I know your dad and you collaborated, but yeah. there was a point where you just did it, right? Did you just go to YouTube and learn how to do this? So the SEO is still mostly my dad that does it. But yeah, so uh, like we both just go on YouTube and learn stuff. And it's just searching up and finding the keywords and all of that. And then he just goes. And now since I'm in university, he takes control of that. But yes, yeah, in the start it was... Um, me and him were like, oh, the, this is how you did this, and then like, this is how you grow this one, and that's backlinks and stuff like that. 
See, that's a beautiful thing. Like I, when I do that with my own sons, they just say, shut up, dad, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> so that's an amazing thing. I love that your, your family, your families must be so important to you. Yes. And it, it sounds like there's a, a, there's a deeper sense of generosity and love and just commitment to one another. That's just such a beautiful thing. So I, I commend you and your family for being that tight. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. That's beautiful. So just before anyway. we get to the quick cues as kind of like an ending piece, what would you say to people your age or my age um, on starting a business or kind of getting out there and helping people? What's like your wise words of advice? I'd say really get out of your comfort zone. Like I'm a very shy person, but to get into those leadership roles, I have to really get out of my comfort zone. So get out of your comfort zone. And when you have a goal, always follow through it because that's really what's gonna get you. Like, don't just stop and just just keep on going until you find it. And when you find it, just find another one that's even bigger than that goal. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. You're an inspiration, Marina. Thank you. You are, it's amazing stuff. So I'm gonna turn it over to Zach. He's gonna ask you some quick questions. Alrighty. Zachary, are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, so the concept <laughs> of this is relatively easy. We have a couple of questions explain. on this list here, and well, what I'm... Bob's just going to say, explain what it is first, what she's going to do. Oh, yeah, no, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. So, uh, okay, man. We, we have this list of questions. Basically, I'm going to rapid fire them off to you. You're going to think of them, uh, not too hard, of course, but right off the dome. If you can think of something, answer it. If not, or you don't understand the question, you can always just say pass. But it's some relatively easy questions. Are you ready? All right. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Dog or cat person? Uh, right now, cat. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, yes. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. What do you put on toast? Uh, butter. Uh, favorite fall activity? Uh, I don't know. Pass. Messy or tidy desk? Tidy. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, I pass. I don't. Pronounce D A T A. D A T A. Oh, data. <laughs> uh, is it Starbucks or Tim's for you? Uh, I don't really, do, but it's Starbucks. What's your favorite social media? Uh, I don't do social media. Texting or phone calls? Uh, phone calls. Outdoors or indoors? Outdoors. Strawberry or raspberry jam? Strawberry. Favorite genre of music? Uh, indie rock. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Uh, morning or night? Uh, right now, night. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, <laughs> next, next, pass, pass. <laughs> that's all good. Well, name, name one of your favorite restaurants. Uh, that's hard. Uh, I don't know. Next. Pass? And what's your favorite <laughs> podcast? Uh, I guess this one. Hey. There you go. There you go. Nice work. Hey. Really well done. <laughs> Thank you. Let's have a barrel of fun. That's what it is. You got the right answer on that one, Marina. Very good. <laughs> this one is your favorite podcast, and it shall evermore be your, your favorite podcast. Yes. Anyway, well done, well done. Ma Marina, you know what I just I, I noticed quickly about when you said I, I, I don't get tied up in the social media, uh, and there's all kinds of research to, to talk about how distracting that is to people and to students and to everyone, not just students, but everyone and how addicting this is. I think that really is a powerful message about if you don't want to be distracted by the superfluous things, the things that don't matter, 
get on to the things that matter. And you have to think about in your life what's important to you. And I can see you as a person who said many important things about family, about being curious, about uh, working through things till their end, feeling you like to, you talked, you like to build things, you like to create things. You could be distracted by social media, but you're not. So I commend you for that. And I, I just commend you for this path you're on. Um, and I one day I'm going to buy your pet. I have two pets here. They're dogs. You do these for dogs, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on there. So uh, one day I'm going to get some of your tags uh, because we, uh, we, we always like our dogs to look very cool. And you're right. I like that you were solving a problem. I don't want to, you don't want to lose your dog. You don't want to lose your cat. You don't want to lose, I think. And at the heart of every entrepreneurial idea, but at the heart of every great project you do is I'm going to solve something. I'm going to figure out something. And I see that in you. I see you as a person who is a, 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 a problem solver, a thinker, a critical analyst. So you want to be a computer analyst. You want to connect to people. Um, you, you know, you, you, you want to, um, build the life that makes a difference to people. I think you're on that road. I think you're doing it right now. And I think you're on your road. So I just, uh, I feel super proud of you. Super proud of the work you're doing. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, any, uh, any parting comments, Zach, CJ? Uh, actually, yeah, I think you're super inspirational. Actually, just hearing your, your whole story coming from Brazil. What an adventure it must have been throughout these, these past, how, how long has it been? Um, I think it's going to be six years now. Man, six yeah. years in, in a, a place like Winnipeg and doing so much. It's, it you. truly is inspirational. And, and uh, I, 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 I aspire to be like you one day, uh, you. making active change in my community. Right on. CJ, any, any, any party shot? No, Zach said it perfectly. I like. I can't believe you've done so much at your age right now. I don't think I could do as much as you. Like, obviously, I should shoot high and and make sure I could uh, keep my hopes up for stuff like that. But you've done a ton of stuff for your age, and you are very inspirational to everyone. And to learn stuff so quick too, and take charge and everything—that's really awesome. Thank you, thank you. It was was well said, well said, my comrades. So, hey, congratulations. Marina, I appreciate you being here. Hope you had some fun. I, uh, I, I, I hope you felt the great energy from talking about what you do. Because every time you talk about yourself and and put yourself in the right terms and words, you get better at doing it. So I, I hope you practice those pieces. You you say you're quiet, but I see this little burgeoning powerhouse coming from you. So. <laughs> Congratulations on doing that. Really enjoyed your story. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know you can follow us all the time on uh, on the uh, on the podcast medium of your choice. So do that. But that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. We will see you next time.